is Saturday, and welcome to Hook It to Lori. If you enjoy all things equine, you know this is the place to be. We're rekindling America's love affair with a horse, one day at a time. I'm your host, Lori Richliano, along with my husband and co-host, Victor Richliano. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking horse, which is my most favorite subject in the world. So saddle up, sit back, and relax. We have a most excellent show planned for you. Well, you know, Lori, it sure is nice to see you up and around again. I tell you that. They try to take me out by the knees, but I'm back. <laughs> for those of you that aren't aware, um, Lori had a small medical procedure a couple weeks ago that kind of sidelined her, and then she had some complications afterwards that added to the fun. It, just t- it literally took on a life of its own. I ended up with a blood clotting disorder, and it kind of sucked. Right. Well, it um, still kind of sucks, because we sucks. still got to watch it. Yeah, they still have me on some um, blood thinner and etc. But you know what? It can't keep a good equestrian down. Um, how many times do you kick me out of the barn? Oh, it's driving me nuts. You come out to the barn and dress in the oddest clothing I have ever seen. <laughs> you know, I'm used to Lori being out in the barn in her jeans and her boots and stuff like that. And she'll come waddling out there in a pair of leggings and some weird sweater and some little tiny elf shoes. And, and then you and then you hear me like, you know, what is going on out here? And everyone scatters because they know that I am not pleased. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I've been running amok in the barn. I know. I, I know. I, I've been alone out there. I can still remember giving Emily one of her lessons on a barrel That's instead really, of a horse. You no, know, I know. And I, and I get these little tidbits of stuff. But needless to say, um, everyone is now scrambling because Lori is back in the house and uh, Lori is giving lessons. Well, you're again. back in the barn. You've been in the house. Yeah, I've been it's in the house. getting back in the barn. That's yeah, the key. Exactly. You know, so, and I mean, it's it's been a, a, a tough road, but I, you know, I do have to, to thank. We've had a, a group of working students that has really, really stepped they've, up. They've risen to the challenge. I mean, you, you have uh, Anna, who's been out here helping, Emily, Amber, Sam, Tyler, Danielle, Jessica. Jessica has just been phenomenal. I, I, I think she, I think I put a little bit of pressure on her. Oh, a whole lot of pressure. She's, well, the hardest part is when I've been off teaching classes on the weekends, Jessica has been staying with you, trying to keep you from doing things. Yeah. You know, I see that's the one thing. It's it's very it's very very difficult. And okay, every single horse person out there knows that the doctor tells you just sit down, relax, wait. You know, let yourself get better. And what do we do? We're like we're fine, and we escape as soon as we possibly can. It's the same thing. I know many many horse trainers who've like broken something and they're back doing it literally the next day. You know, it does take a little longer for us to heal, and you know we may have some liquid courage that we now, have now wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute here. I mean, I got. I'm going to throw you under the bus here. Oh, really? Okay. Why not? We're, we're up there, and, and you had your surgery, and I met with the surgeon afterwards, and we went over a plan for healing. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that you, you guys went over a plan for healing, yeah, and that, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you were still out of it. I know. And the one thing is that, uh, you know, Lori, she's very strong when it comes to giving lessons. When it comes to pain, My own her pain? pain, she is a wimp. I mean, she's great at inflicting pain on other people. It doesn't <laughs> bother do, her yeah, at all. I'm happy with surgery. You I know. can do everything else. But my own is like, But when nope, it's nope, hers, nope nope, 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 nope. So I explained that to the doctor. And we had her on a regimen of medications. Some with, pretty strong medications. Uh, for the first night, which was uh, some pretty strong pain medication with uh, anti-inflammatories in between. So I was up every two hours basically popping pills down Lori's throat to keep her asleep so she'd lay still instead of moving around. <laughs> it's pretty bad when they have to do that to knock you out. And... Part of the plan was that after the the first day is we would cut it down to every four hours and she would just take a heavier dose before she went to sleep. So we thought that would work. Didn't so you? I went to sleep and something woke me up about six o'clock in the morning, 4.30, in the morning. And I looked over and Lori was not in bed. So I begin to wander around the house, checking the restroom, figuring that would be the most likely place. No, she's not there. I work down to the first floor and no, there's no Lori. So I work on down and I hear this noise coming from the basement. Yeah. So I open the basement door and there's Lori, day two, less than 36 hours after major surgery, doing laundry. You know what? Horse blankets need to get done. No, they don't. (laughs) And you wonder why it's taking so long for you to get better. You know what? It's spring and that's going to be part of our little... Spring? We had snow this week. Thank you, Jessica. I know. I swear. She's like a little snow fairy who just wishes for snow. She wishes for snow and then she texts me and sings. Yay. Happy snow. She's texting me these little, you know, texting singing of let it snow, let it snow and stuff like that. But you know, it was really kind of cute this week. I was um, sitting here and I went down downstairs to make you a cup of coffee since I'm still fetching and carrying for Lori. I like that. And um, 
while I was there, I came back in, I saw that my phone had rang and it was Jessica. And she normally doesn't call me during the day unless there's a problem that she's not going to make it to work that night or something like that. So I text her because I don't want to bother her because I know she's in school and only calls during the breaks. And uh, so I text her to tell her that, you know, was there something wrong? You know, are you going to be here on Wednesday, whatever, that type of thing. And uh, there's, I didn't get a response from her. So I listened to the message and it's her singing really? in her choir class. Oh. And it was actually really nice. Oh, okay. And when I asked her why she was singing, she's, I thanked her for sending me the singing. I thought oh. maybe she just turned the phone on because I'm always asking her how the choir sounds, what right? What she does, yeah. So I figured she was in choir and just dialed my phone and let it go to the message machine. But no. But no, she butt dialed me. Of course. But so, but so, it was very, very nice. Okay, well, that's good. You embarrassed her really good. Yeah, job. that's good. And we're not, remember, we're not allowed to talk to her. Or talk about uh, talk her. about her on the on the show. So. Right, exactly. Um, but no, I, I have to give her and her brother and sister and all the other working students a big round of applause and thanks because I couldn't have got through this far without it. And I know it's been rough. Uh, Jessica and Danielle have horses and stuff that they take care of at their grandma's house, and I know they've been out at the farm more than you know they should be. <laughs> um, but they've kept up their work on and, that end yeah, in and here. They're, so and they're trying to wrangle me, which is the toughest right. part. Because and I got to thank. Deb, the grandma, because she helped arrange all the scheduling and stuff like that. If yeah. it wasn't for the Miller family, uh, I don't know where we'd I'd end be up running right amok. now. Oh, yeah. God, you'd be running amok, and I would be buried in a hole in the backyard. You know what? Whatever it takes. So I want to thank everybody again. Jessica, and Danielle, and, and, and Tyler, exactly. They're all Sam, home. Amber, Emily, Anna. They've all been down here on a regular basis helping out. Yeah, we're really happy with all that. And so now we're back to a somewhat of a normal kind of maybe... On schedule and it goes a little bit slower <laughs> yeah well it's you're still not at a point where you can lift saddles no uh, you're still at a point where you can do tacking it was funny the other day uh, last week on monday i think it was we were out there working with danielle because she has taken on uh dave and flicka to get them ready for our younger riding students well and see that's what we do here at rich channel farms i think it's very important is we do a lot of mentoring and so as the students start to get better we assign them different horses with different skill set levels and her her assignment right now is to get um, Flicka a little more saddle broke. Right. She's just very, very basic. Um, and now she's starting to accept uh, the bit and the bridle. And that's pretty good because, you know, Danielle's small. And Flicka is a, a decent size. Mini. Oh, Dick, Flicka is huge. A decent size. Mini. No, she's huge. She's almost bigger She's than as mini. wide as a full size horse. I would say, well, yeah. I would say <laughs> she ate well over the winter. Her stomach runs on the ground when she goes. She, she's probably actually closer to almost a Shetland size. She's a pretty good size. No, she's short. She's just wide. She's close to a Shetland size. Okay, we'll give her that. She's vertically challenged. There we'll you go. say that. That's better. But, you know, Danielle, her one of her jobs was to put a, a good woe on Dave. Yeah, one of her lesson poems. And uh, she did a great job with that because Dave was starting to take advantage of some of the younger kids. Dave loved it. He would he'd grab hold of that bit and he'd go running around that arena. He didn't do anything bad. He would just start really pacing around that arena. Because yeah, he's a pacer. With his, uh, you know, his walking horse that's in him. So he, he was really kind of funny. But we were out there on Monday working with Flick and I was out there because we didn't want you putting the bridle on right. in case she yanked away mm -hmm. and you kept trying to get in there to do stuff and I'm watching Danielle yeah. And she doesn't want to tell you, Lori, no, don't do that. I know. But every time you move towards the horse, she keeps scooting over and putting her body between you and the horse. And you're trying to work your way around her, and she keeps moving. And I'm standing in the corner just, just laughing. I know. My students are very good. They're very conscious of me, and they try to take care of me, even though I don't like to let them. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, they've come over. They've helped with housework and everything else. So it's been phenomenal. And we've had kittens. Oh, yes. Kittens, 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 mm -hmm. kittens. And we did figure out... <laughs> who in one of my medical stupors I, I bred one of our cats and i was like okay and i at the time i, I usually keep very copious notes oh you keep great records correct right well the, the, the drugs they put me on um has literally snarled well, this was pre-drugs yeah but this was when i this, was no we got it we got to be honest we are perfectly transparent oh, that's what we ask for from our government so we need oh, to be of transparent of course. is there was a time and you know this was Lori's first surgery and you know it was a planned surgery and Lori she was panicking she Lori was panicking a little bit because she's she's good at she participates in surgery with the cats and helps the vets and helps with surgeries on the farm with the horses and stuff like that that's all fine but when it comes to her nope 
it's like, oh my God, the world is coming to an end. That's because I know what happens. So for a few weeks, she was kind of sleep depraved because she couldn't sleep because she couldn't let her mind rest. So she's up in the middle of the night doing housework and everything else. And I'm sitting there. I got a lot of work done. Oh, I yeah. Mean, literally a week. I was almost. The problem is figuring out where you put stuff. Yeah, I'm still finding things. Because you don't remember. Right. And so we're sitting out in the standing in the kitchen, and I look over at Natasha, mm-hmm. who's one of our breeding queens. And uh, I look at her and said, Lori. She looks a little pregnant. She looks a little pregnant. I'm like, no way. She goes, no, I haven't bred her yet. And I said, Lori, she looks pregnant. So we took her over to the vet and with Dr. Sarah, and we did an x-ray. And lo and behold, lo and behold there's little baby skeletons in there. Yeah, so she had uh, two very nice boys, a little seal mm-hmm. and a black boy. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea who the father was. I was like, what happened? Where is his immaculate conception? So we were taking bets. Yeah. And Lori was betting on that. And now she thought maybe one of the working students, when they were helping clean the cages up there, that because the females will sneak in with the male cages. Because they're like, hey, guys. She got in there. And I said, Lori, she would have had to have been snuck one into the room with the males, then into the cage. And then somebody would have had to take her out without saying anything. And I'm like, well, they're probably frightened of me anyway. So No, because every time a, a female has gotten in the cage, yeah, they always tell us. Right, yeah. You know, even if nothing has happened. Right. So my bet was that Lori saw that she needed to be bred and put her in with the king that she was going to be bred to, which is Boris, mm-hmm. also from Russia. And that was going to be the baby. And Lori swore up and down, no, 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 the cage that they sneak into is Dante's. Has to be Dante's. Has to be Dante's. Has to be Dante's. Mm -hmm. And we had this discussion for two months. Yeah. Finally, UC Davis Davis sent back the DNA. And who is the father? Lori's. So, <laughs> but at least all I gotta say is at least even in my lack, you know, sleep deprived, etc., I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, so that's... boy, that's I'm really proud of myself. I can, <laughs> even though I may not remember that I do the right thing, I do the right thing. You do the right thing. I do the right thing. I may not be able to sleep. The problem is, is what, the whole thing with the surgery that I had is I know how they were going to perform the surgery, and all that did was consume my mind. Because all I could picture is, oh my gosh, I know how they were going to do, and the cuts and everything else. So I'm like, oh, I know with this. Oh, and I hope they don't hit this, and I hope they don't hit this, and I, and that was, and I'm and, like, oh, and I hope. But the are you okay? The I'm same okay. thing, like you tell Danielle when Danielle says she's going to die. Yeah, on the horse. But did you die? But did you die? No, no you're fine. I'm fine. I'm you're good. fine. I'm good. So you did good. I did good. You're all right. Yeah. Ready to rock and roll. Ready to go on. Do, do right. I want to do another surgery? No. Yeah. I know last week was you had uh, three full days of lessons. How'd that go? Tired. I'm tired. Sore. Yeah. Pretty sore. But we did keep up. We were we were running about a half hour late. But you know, that's Only pretty, a half hour? Yes. And you know, that's pretty dang good for me. You know, we need anyway. to keep you on these meds because when you're not on meds, you're an hour behind. Hey, you know what? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. No, it was, um, we did pretty good. I was pretty sore afterwards, but um, especially Saturday was a killer. We've got another another day coming up too yeah another full day yeah, so another full day so fingers crossed guys. it should go kind of interesting and I uh, can't wait till I'm back in the saddle that's what's absolutely killing me they put me on it's a 60 day restriction and also you know like for lunging I can't do any of that because it was an upper body um, surgery so that really sucks I know I know it's really really tough but Poor Jess gets my angst because I put her up on all these horses because horses got to get worked, right? You know, I mean, they got to get worked and they also have less than horses. The horses have got to get tuned for my riders. And needless to say, Jessica is probably more sore than I am right yep. now. Yeah, well, you were just standing in the dirt. She was riding the horses. Or I was sitting down and yelling at her that, right. you know, more leg, more leg, you know, but, you know, outside rain, inside leg. You know, the one thing I do have to say before we close this segment out, Lori, is that uh, in this time, I've spent a little bit more time in the barn during the lessons and I watching. I was so happy that you were there. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I was loving every minute of I it. I could tell. And uh, the uh, one thing that I noticed is I got to watch some of the riders ride that I don't get to see a lot. I got to watch Jessica ride. I got to watch Danielle ride. I got to watch uh, Mallory mm-hmm. on oh, Mallory's, video. Mallory's, oh my goodness. I was When I was down, her mom came out with her and she lunged her horse herself. She got her all set up herself. She did everything, the leg wraps and got her saddled and everything. And she was out there riding herself. She first sent me a video of her lunging right. on, you know, on my f- iPhone. So I'm watching this and I'm, I'm in, I'm in my bed, right? So I'm watching this going, I hope this goes well. And then she sends me the riding video and dang, that girl can ride. Oh yeah. They, I tell you what, it's going to be a good summer with the working students we be. have on, uh, you know, we have Amber coming out. We have Emily's going to be here. Uh, 
Mallory's going to be here, Jessica, Danielle. I think it's going to be a really good season. Yes, and, you know, Emily is going to be, um, I, oh, I was informed yesterday that Emily's planning on staying during the week. Oh, good, good, <laughs> good. So the Rich Liana Farms daycare will be up and running. Oh, my gosh, don't say that about her. She's so good. No, but, yeah, no, we're, we are going to be, it's like a Rich Liana Farms camp. Camp, okay, we'll call it a camp. That's It's much better. We'll call it a camp. Yeah. If we call it a daycare, though, we can charge for it. You know what? You need, to get, you, need, you need a coffee. Go sit a coffee no, before, no, the, before, I gotta, before these kids get a hold of you. The, I the girls, and I tell you what, Tyler has really stepped up, too. I mean, he's been fixing things. His and maintenance. His maintenance is doing good. He repaired a gate for me. Uh, you know, and it's, but you know, we do get, Tyler's like my little, uh, electronic junkie with me and you keep, we keep in these little packages, keep shipping in and we, we buy them in Lori's name. Don't tell her. Yeah. We buy them in her name. That's what makes it okay. And then we fix iPhones and iPads yeah, and work I'm on computers. Yeah, but then I'm looking at this stuff. I'm like, I never order this stupid iPhone thing, whatever it is. Yes, like, you did. It has your name on I, it. I Therefore, you ordered it. I, I hate electronics. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys don't know already, I really hate electronics. I'm happy, happiest with a pen and paper. That's it. I know. Well, on that note, Lori, we're going to take a short break and let our advertisers get some time on air. And when we come back, we've got some good topics this week. You want to know what they are? Sure. What the heck? We have why we mount on the left and other cool facts about horses. Cool. And then we have a listener question is, I love my horse, but I'm scared when I ride. Oh, boy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. At Rich Liano Farms Training Center, we work with you and your horse to make what you want easy for your horse to understand and to help you achieve your riding goals. Our training methods are proven by our clients' successes. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation. Horse training and riding lessons are available and taught by a United States Equestrian Federation horse judge, clinician, and trainer. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training session or riding lesson at Rich Liano Farms today. When we change the way we look at things, things change. Introducing equine-assisted physical and psychotherapy available at Rich Liano Farms and partnered with licensed therapists Ashley Thompson and Danae Hagenson. Equine-assisted therapy is on the forefront of the most successful treatments used to improve all levels of mental well-being, including PTSD, autism, trauma, children and family conflict, as well as helping to relieve the day-to-day stress we all experience in our lives. So whether you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, a traumatic event, or just feeling stressed out, let us show you how a session with one of our therapy horses and licensed counselors can start you on your path to a relaxed and happier you. Most medical insurance is accepted. Contact 218-643-9330 or visit alwayshorses.com to set up your appointment today. Welcome back to Hoof Kids with Lori, where we're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, this is the place to be. You know, Lori, I am so glad we're back doing the show again. Or just so you can just rib at me constantly? No, it's, it's fun, you know, and this next section that we're going to do, it's called Why We Mount on the Left and Other Cool Facts About Horses. Well, see, my, my students would say because Lori said so. Because Lori says so. <laughs> Everything in the barn is done because Lori says so. You know what, I, I feel very good about that. I know, it's really good. Well, you know, we're going to kind of bring back an old favorite of our oh, listeners. No, no. no. Yes, this is going to be called Stump Stump Lori. Yeah, you know, you need some music in the background. And you know, and this, well, we're going to have some music Are you going to start to put some music? Oh yeah, the music is playing. Oh yeah, it's there. You need that, okay. It's there, don't worry about it. Okay, all right. And you know, this is kind of interesting because these are not normal horse facts. So I think we're going to stump you. You know what the Because these are oddities. This is more like horse trivia. Or, you know, i.e. things that Victor has made up. No, I haven't made any of this. I found these on the internet, so it must be true. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Silly me. You know, I would love to give credit to whoever put this together, but there was no mention on it when I found it. Oh, my goodness. So, um, but we're going to go right into it. Of course. Okay, fact number one, and we're going to ask you these questions. Now, I know this one. Do you? Yeah. Why do we mount horses on the left? Because it's, again, this is, we, we've talked about this, because you always tell this little story to all the little kids who come in, like, why would we mount on the left? And he goes, because in olden days, they used to have a, have a sword. In ancient Europe. Okay, let's go. When gentlemen carried swords. 
The scabbard was usually on the left side of the body, so the man could draw the sword with his right hand. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in order to get on the horse unhindered yeah, you'd kind of by like the scabbard, if you did the other way. he had to mount on the left <laughs> side. Oh my goodness. So what do left-handed people do? Um, punt? Punt. That's exactly what they do, is they punt. What are you doing? You're just punting. We are going to see how many of these things you know. No, come on. What are you doing with my stuff on here? I, you're just tormenting now, me. Now, along with that one, number two is, why do we walk on the left? Well, it has to be the same thing. Well, sort of. Because you, you have the dog on the right. You know, okay, how about this? The dog's on the right, too. How about that? I know they probably didn't cover that. No, the dog you? is on the right. We walk on the left of the horse. Yeah. So we have the dog on the right, horse on, you know. No, you don't walk them both at the same Why not? time. Because what happens if the horse goes left and the dog goes right? You're, you just release them both. Oh, yeah. Release them to the woods. Exactly. Well, it kind of goes back to the same, to the first question. Yeah. It's because if you're walking on the left and you have to mount quickly, you're on the correct side. Do you say these little, you know, little tidbits, honestly, I think, just so that you can actually be right in a conversation with me? Yes. I honestly, you know, as you're sitting here and looking very pompous. Well, you know, it's very difficult because... Because we have those two hard and fast rules in our house. I know. So you're like living vicariously through yes. these things. You know, rule number one, Lori is always right. Yeah. Rule number two, when Lori's wrong, see rule number one. So you live for these things. I live for these things. I know. I mean, because you're like, you're like all puffed up like a, oh, yeah, like and, a and eventually we're going to talk about the nugget. Oh, no. You're and nugget. that I was correct. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the final segment. The nugget. Yeah. The nugget. So the make nugget. sure you stay Tune listening from. all the way to the final segment because it is going to be the one time in many, many, many years that Lori has ever been wrong. But yet, Lori was right. No, you yes, can't twist you, it. Yes, I love it. I love no, it. No, no, back it's to Stump Lori. Back, no, wrong, no, yet, no, no, no. Lori was right. No, no, no. Stump Lori. Stay tuned and you'll understand and you'll realize... <laughs> he just needs to sit down. <laughs> really? You really tried right. with this one. Right. Good for you. Good Back for you. to Stump Lord. Half a point for you. Question number three. Who has more teeth, mares or stallions and geldings? Okay, well, mares would be because the stallions have, you know, the those little... I call them testosterone teeth. Testosterone, <laughs> testosterone teeth. teeth. <laughs> and maybe we should just remove those as well. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Well, you're correct. You, they say that you can tell the sex of a horse by the number of teeth they have. Now, my question is, why are we opening the horse's mouth and counting the teeth when all we have to do is look underneath? Well, because let's just put it this way. Here we go, Mr. You know, you know, read on your stuff. What happens is when we are looking at like the ancient bones and we want to find out what Eohippus was. Maybe he was or wasn't. If we're looking at ancient bones, doesn't that mean you just had an x-ray? Whatever. <laughs> no, I just can't even, I can't even deal with you anymore. But no, if you want to know. But what does he identify as? <sighs> See? Me? See? Me? I identify as a potato. I know. But so. perhaps this horse doesn't identify. We're not to be political on this show. I'm not. I'm just, that is actually a, 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 a true statement, a truism. Yes, what are you truism. identifying as? What does the horse identify, identify as? Correct. Something that needs to eat. Yes, yes. I, agree. I agree. But I don't understand why we're counting teeth. When all those, but see, you wouldn't know how many, what's the correct number of teeth that a horse has? I think, what is it, 40 or some? What is it? What is it? <sighs> 40 teeth for mares and 36 for geldings, as long as none of them have been pulled. Seven, eight, four, okay. Because right. Amira, yeah. she well, only has not. 39. <laughs> yeah, yeah, minus one there. Sorry, Amira, you didn't need that one. So we wouldn't know what she is. Now, now more about a horse's teeth. Now what? What? amount of space does a horse's teeth take up in their skull? A lot. Does it take up more or less than their brain? I would have to say just, I mean, thinking about where the body and the head is, I would say that's a lot of flipping teeth. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So you would say the teeth take up more? Yeah, because the brain is like up there by the ears. Yeah, no wonder the only thing they think about is eating. Oh, would that explain something about you? That hurt. That was mean. <laughs> You're asking for it today, buddy. You're like in the chair. Yeah. Look, you're a little less pompous. <laughs> now, how many degrees can a horse see? Oh, okay. All right. Now this, now, this one is interesting because I would have thought that not quite all the way around. Right. Not quite around because, I mean, 
you know, we say about blind spots and such. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal with this? Well, they say almost 360 almost. degrees. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, otherwise they're like an owl. Yeah, being a prey animal, the horse has eyes on the side of the head, allowing them to almost see 360 degrees. According to Equine Medical Services, there is a small space directly behind the rump they cannot see if their head is straight forward. However, if they move their head, they can see the area pretty well. Okay, so just don't run into this guy's blind spot. Go, hello! Yeah, <laughs> run don't run up behind your horse. As a matter of fact, that's a that's a true statement. Yeah. If you, people say, don't walk behind a horse because you're going to get kicked. It's not well, so much the walking. is don't right. like run up like a, like a, like a like predator. a crazy person yeah or like a predator like a lion eat yeah, that like you're gonna lion. eat them you know yeah. because most people you have know. you seen that video there is like a, a like yes. a youtube video yes. when some idiot runs up behind like i mean because they're like oh cowboy up right and they're gonna, and they're run. gonna jump on top of the and horse they get, from behind boom. Like the movies and they get yeah. nailed in the belly it's the same reason going back to why we mount on the left horses are used to you mounting on the left right if you try and mount on the right and you don't train your horse for that it's going to think things are weird well, of course and that comes back to their vision because like you teach all the students, it's like having two TV sets. Mm -hmm. They see two different things out of each eye. They don't, train they don't have a, uh, what is that? A, uh, hip, what, no, a hypothalamus. hypothalamus. It's not as well, let's put it this way. They have a hypothalamus, but it's not as well, widely or it's not as well developed. developed. There we go. There so we go. the um, So what they see on the left, when you flip them, and they see that same thing on the right, it's brand new to them. Yeah, and just the way their eyes are developed, it is. It's literally like two TV sets. So right. whenever you teach the right, you got to teach the left. Sorry, you got double, double duty there. The other thing that I'm really amazed at is that from directly between their eyes, for about, oh, between 12 and 18 inches directly in front of them, the horse can't see anything. So you're literally like jumping blind when we're you Right, know, and you take jumpers. those gigantic, those stadium jumpers that are doing those six-foot fences and above. Crazy. And they're holding that horse bridled in, mm -hmm. and they're releasing the head at the very last minute, but they're holding that head perfectly straight, which means that horse is charging towards that six-foot fence, and, and right before it leaves the ground, it, it vanishes. Right, but it's going off of what it's thought, so you right. know, it's pretty crazy. I mean, that's crazy. a lot of trust between horse and rider. Yeah. You know, can horses breathe through their mouth? No. <laughs> no. No, that's, it's no. also, they cannot throw up. Yeah. That's why what you feed a horse and how much water they get is very important. And when Because what hear, goes in must come out. Right. And when we hear something like, well, there's, there's stuff coming out of his mouth and nose, you're like, uh-oh, we got a problem because that's called choke. Right. That means stuff is not going down. Right. And why don't you explain a little bit about choke, okay, choke since you it, brought it up. Okay, since I brought up choke, um, hopefully you guys never have to see it because when you see it, it is so frightening. Absolutely frightening. The horse looks like he's almost foaming at the mouth. No, it's not any rabies or anything like that. But he could be also barely able to breathe he's got slobber snot coming out of his nose his mouth and what usually happens is they've eaten food too fast or they've have grain or something that's dry and they've compacted it in their esophagus as they're you know swallowing and it's just balled up and it can happen with hay can happen with grain it can happen with dry product that's why we you know we wet food down like you know if you're going to give a mash or something you're going to wet it down i know that they say you do not have to 100 percent do your beet pulp wet but you know what mm, i like to because it does it does it's safer for it's them just and safer. you know usually what happens because what how the horse works is that when they're eating their uh pharynx yeah. blocks the passage that goes down to the lungs to keep them from inhaling food. You literally can stop them breathing because right. if the if the what they're swallowing is too large, you're cutting off the air supply. Right, and so they're trying to breathe is what's happening. Horrible. It's literally choking them. Yeah, and it's it's a horrible. It is a medical emergency. And believe me, when you, when you see how they have to try to fix it, and sometimes they can't. Right. They put, you know, they put uh, tubes down their nose, they're, you know, and they're trying to push it down. It's, you know, they give some antispasmodic drugs. So they try their best, but it is not something you want to see. And I hope you guys never do. But if you do see like snot coming out, that horse looking into distress, the first call is a vet immediately. And this is an emergency. 
It is a big emergency. I, we saw it once in a young foal. It was, oh, it was horrible. It's scary. It was the longest night of our lives. Yeah, very, very scary. Thankfully, he survived. Mm -hmm. and, and I talked to, uh, I was talking to Dr. Sarah last year. She had a couple chokes on her watch. And it was odd. I think it was because of the weather that was right. going on. Because, again, horses drinking too much or not drinking enough. The weather's were, uh, weather was up and down. And then it, it was just very odd. And also, here's another way to prevent choke. Teeth. Yeah, keep the teeth floated. Keep those teeth floated, because if those teeth are not able to grind their food, they're taking bigger chunks down their throat, and then that can also cause it. So, you know what? Mm, let's 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 make sure. And it is spring, so here's my reminder. Get your teeth done. Yep, yep. Get your teeth done every spring and have them checked <laughs> That's in the what fall. I do with Victor. I get his teeth done every spring, I know, whether I need, I need a dentist appointment, and I'm not looking forward to that. I got a, I've got a tooth rasp here. We're fine. No, 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 I no. Gotta, the last time you tied me up in the barn like that with that thing in my mouth holding it open and... You got that grinder in there. It just really scared me. It's all right. You're so fine. So we're not doing that again. I would rather fine. go to the dentist. Oh, it's all right. Okay. Well, now, we all know that horses have big eyes. Yes. Just how big are they? Large. Large? Large. What makes their eyes unique? Oh, I don't know. What, what is it makes them unique? They have the largest eyes oh, of any mammal. Man. There we go. There we go. Only a half a point because you got it at the very end. Yeah, you almost no, no, missed no. It. I remember because we were talking about this. Um, and that's what people say with the eyes. And that's why they work so well with the equine assisted therapy. Right. Ba -ba -ba. Yeah, Lori, you know, it just takes me a little bit to get moving yeah. in the morning. It's The coffee is not as strong. It has not hit you yet. It is too strong. I made it extra strong this morning. Oh, okay. Well, obviously You not. just haven't drank it fast enough. Oh, okay. That's what it is. So. But no, they have the largest eyes of any other land mammal. So that's really cool. Think about that because that's why they're reflections of the soul. When they have fear, you see it in those eyes. Oh, big When time. you see anger, there's anger in those eyes. You know, angry eyes. Now... It's like Mr. Potato Head. Or no, Miss Potato Miss, Head. Miss Potato... Or no, just Potato Head. Just Potato just Head. Just Potato Head. He's <laughs> dropped the Mr. In the words of Greg Gutfeld, like a hot potato. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we dry, we drop, we drop we right back to this. No, no, no. We can't do that stuff. All right, here we go. The very last question: mm -hmm. Are there actually wild horses? I don't know. What do they say? No, Ooh. there are not. Even though so while, dibs on any horse that's running around out there. Well, no. What they're saying is while we Americans refer to our wonderful mustangs as wild horses, and the Australian brumbies are also seen as wild. Technically, they are all feral horses. So it's a horse gone wild. A feral animal it's is like, one that oh, you know, lives is, in the oh, wild. And, and goes on spring break. Yes. <laughs> a feral animal is one that lives in the wild. I have some children that I consider feral. You are feral. really on today. Let me I finish call, my you, statement. I am saucy today because I, I was know. just thinking about it. I have some children that I call feral, too. We have a lot of feral children. Yeah. Here. A feral animal is one that stall. lives in the wild, but was once domesticated or is descended from domesticated animals. There is only one true wild horse still in existence, and that is the famed... Przewalski. Przewalski horse. Yeah, look at you. Try to say that. Yeah. That has too many consonants in it. Mm-hmm. So, but that is the end of Stump Lori and our interesting facts about horses. And I do have feral children, and they do. It makes sense here because they say a feral animal is one that lives in the wild, was once domesticated, or is descended from domesticated animals. Because you know, children start out very pleasant when they're younger, right? And then as they get they older, get they feral. turn feral. They do turn feral and because now they start to buck and kick. Right. And so, we should just release them to the wild. No, what we need to do is my answer to the life's questions and everything is either more leg or lunge them. Or lunge them. Lunge well, you know the other problem with that is that the feral children the parents keep dropping them off here during the summer i know what the hell <laughs> i've got to break them out and stuff. i'm looking forward to our summer program we so. have a very exciting summer program but you planned. have to hold that because <sighs> that's for the very last segment you're getting ahead of the game here guys and you know Lori, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we have a listener's question and i love the listener's question and this one is I love my horse, but I'm scared when I ride. Mm. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Clothing alterations and more for the equestrian. Make an off-the-rack or average show jacket extraordinary with custom alterations to your exact size. Custom tailor your show outfit and look your best in the show ring. Western, hunter, showmanship, and more all carefully altered to your correct measurements. Look the part of a champion in the ring with Carol's alterations at Country Cottage Crafts. 218-557-9224 or check them out on Facebook. Country Cottage Crafts in Kent, Minnesota. 
Have you ever dreamt of riding a horse? Or do you own a horse and dream of better ride? At Richliano Farms Training Center, we can make your equine dreams come true. Our training methods are proven by our clients' success in England, Western, gaming, and riding down the trail. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation that lasts. Horse training and riding lessons for all levels are available, including therapeutic riding. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training or riding lesson at Richliano Farms today. Welcome back to Hoofbeats with Lori, where we're rekindling America's love affair with the horse. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you've come to know this is the place to be. You know, Lori, this is one of my favorite segments. I love interacting with our listeners. I love when they send us questions, comments, different things like that. I think it's fantastic. Um, And if somebody has a question that they want your help with or just want discussed on the air, they can write you where? Lori at HoofBeatsWithLori.com. Now, this question comes from Scottsdale, Arizona from Jerry. Okay. And Jerry writes, hopefully you can help me. I have been listening to your show since the start, and it is great. What I like is that you seem to have more than just training tips. You seem to go at problems from psychological point of view also. That's because Victor likes to delve into the internet. Yes. When I was a young man, I had a pony that I loved, and one day he ran away with me, and I was unable to get him to stop. I finally fell Dang off. ponies. <laughs> I finally spawn. I finally fell off, uh, getting hurt pretty Sorry. bad after what seemed like an eternity. Now that I am an adult, I have a horse again, and I love him. However, every time I ride, I get nervous and afraid that he will run away with me. I start tensing up, and he starts tensing up, and things go south from there. I, I know my fear is not based on anything my current horse is doing. Please help. You're reliving your trauma. <laughs> Those dang ponies, I tell you. You know what? They they say they're like, you know, power-packed little evil beings. Right. I've, well, you've seen you've seen videos like uh, even of Forever. Oh yeah. Forever hates ponies. Oh yeah. She yes. thinks they are demons. But you know, we can't put all ponies because Dave's no. pretty good. Dave's pretty good. Apples is good. But you know what? They now, are very independent thought thinkers. That's true. Petunia's very good. Again, independent thinkers. You know, Dakota. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get into the minis, mm-hmm. they got a mind of their own. Yeah, but minis, they're not really ponies. No, they're, they're a breed of their own. Yeah, that's that's true. They're a whole different ballgame. Well, back to Jerry's problem. Yeah. What, what do you recommend how he starts? I mean, he obviously has a love for the horse, but he's obviously not going to be riding as much because of that fear. Equine assisted therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a little far to come. He's and see a little us. bit for that, but honestly, what it is, he's actually reenacting his trauma. Right. And if we talk about that, we see this all the time with um, every with students and patients and et cetera who come to us. Um, they are literally reenacting a fear that their body has once experienced, and then they recreate it again because it's familiar, and because trauma does affect the psyche and you emotionally, it actually it, it changes you. Right, and it's the thing that I would recommend to Jerry is to start slow. Right. Because what's happening is a lot of what he's doing, it's probably the same thing. Back when he was younger, he either rode the pony bareback or with a saddle. It doesn't say in his letter, but let's let's assume that he rode the pony with a saddle. Mm-hmm. So he'll come out to the barn or the corrals or wherever the pony is kept, brush that horse, put the blanket on, the saddle pad on, put the, the saddle on the horse, cinch it up, put the bridle on the horse, get on the horse, and go. And that's when the horse and when the pony ran away from him. So now that he's older, he's probably doing the same things because that's what he was taught. And so in it that sounds same familiar, order. and it's also it's a condition response. Correct. It's also this is goes back. I think I did an article. I think it was even last week in the Wapna Daily News. I've that got the equine um, hoofbeats article that I write every every week in there. Um, it's what the mind can achieve, the body. What mind can conceive, the, the body, body can, can achieve. achieve. There you go. Um, what's happening he's actually manifesting his own destiny right destiny you're correct yeah he's manifesting it so and I can tell you because I myself have had there was a very traumatic accident that I occurred on when I was riding horses um, when I was younger a couple years ago about 10-15 years ago now long time ago yeah long time ago no um, you know and I've I've had I've had 
unscheduled dismounts. And we have a lot of those. That's when you're in the barn. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's because I push them. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's go with <laughs> we'll, that. We'll call it pushing. Yeah, let's but go with back that. on Jerry's problem. No, he's manifesting his own destiny. So we need to train his brain to see things differently because it's like what I was talking about myself when I had a very traumatic accident. The next time I got up on a horse, I saw myself falling. I saw myself reacting how it happened. And that's not good because you make yourself do it. And I felt unstable. I felt unsure on a horse. I've never felt unsure on a horse. And it was shocking to me, but also what a blessing because I could actually now identify with those people who come out and go, I'm scared to ride. I was like, there's no way I could relate to that before. But after that accident, mm, I can relate. But what did I do? I went back to basics. I literally went back to basics. I went back to a walk. I found the safest horse I could get on, and I felt stupid. Okay, I just felt stupid because I am at a different level. And same thing as he. He's an adult. He shouldn't feel frightened. This is a good horse. You know, no problems. No one's had any problems with this horse. We're not saying this horse has any problems. But he is allowing, sometimes it's you allow your ego to take over what you are. So don't do that. You have to step out of it. You have to go back to baby steps. I went back to walking my horse I bareback I was walking bareback and just walking I think I spent a month walking just walking and then I asked for a little bit of trot and first I was like ooh you know and yep. I backed it off because your unscheduled dismount was at a full canter yeah it was bad yeah and it, it was, was bad I, it was, I still remember that was, you, you hit was, your head against the wall it was yeah I had a double concussion yeah. it was there was some major facial right it was a, it was a bad it accident it was bad you know, but you did survive it. Yeah, and, and well, I, that's good. I agree with you that uh, that Jerry needs to go back to small baby steps. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's listening to this that has these fears, and sometimes it's difficult to admit them, that's the first step, is to admit that you're afraid and then realize that it's not caused by the horse you're riding now. It's caused by a traumatic event in your past. And change what you do. If before, Either more education as well. Sometimes you might need a little more education too. Correct. And if before what you did was tack the horse up, get on, and go out for a trail ride, maybe what you start with is go out, brush the horse, tack the horse, and take the horse for a hand walk. Right. Walk with the horse. Bond with the horse. Bond with the horse. Take it outside. Take it over through the mud puddles, through the things, whatever it is that In caused hand. you to get scared. In hand. And then bring it back. I tell you, I have seen that be very effective um, because there are different um, clinics that literally all they do is they work the horse in hand. In hand work. And a lot of people go, oh, well, that's just kind of neat. It's kind of like almost like a dog or something. No, it actually is deep. It's very deep rooted because, again, when I train a horse to ride, I do my groundwork first. Anything that you teach, anything is easier on the back of a horse if you've already taught it on the ground. Right. That goes the same. So like your for, cognitive communication. Exactly. So it goes the same for you. So if you're teaching yourself, oh, if the horse spooks a little, I just move this way, your brain's already program, reprogramming itself. So when you get up on that horse, if it does something, you're ready for it. Rather than up on top going, I have no basis you already have because you've done it on the ground. The other thing that it does is it allows you to regulate yourself. And mm -hmm. I learned that from one of our counselors, Danae. She does really well with this. Um, we'll have young people that'll come in here for their sessions with her. And a lot of them ride on horseback. But if they've had a, a day that was not the best, or even if they had a good day and they're excited about that, they need to regulate and bond with that horse. And what Danae will have them do is, and I, the first time she did it, I looked at her like, I don't get this. But then I started to watch the, the body language of the client. And the connection. And the connection with the horse. And what she does is takes them out in the arena where she's going to hold her session. And she says, go ahead and just take a couple laps on your own. And she walks away from them. And the first time she did this, I went, hmm. okay, you're the counselor. They're over there. You're, how are you counseling? Mm -hmm. And I asked her about it, and she was doing a great job and actually counseling them because it allowed that person to bond with that horse, to take those walks, to take those deep breaths. And you would watch the horse's nose tuck into the person and breathe on them. And you would watch their body language relax, both the horse and the person. So maybe Jerry starts out that way, by just walking a couple laps around the horse. It goes back to groundwork, doesn't it? Oh yeah, a lot goes down to groundwork. And realizing that you can trust the horse. 
and then again start slow and stop putting such you know don't put such pressure on yourself if i have to do this right. you don't have to do anything when you're ready you will right but until then don't push yourself like that but do make a effort forward i'm not saying just go oh this is just the way it is no you have to have a little stress but you cause that little stress by being in a safe position Right, you move wear, forward. You can wear a helmet on the ground, too. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Wear we a helmet. We have a lot of our students that do that. Yes. That wear helmets on the ground because it makes them feel more secure. Because just in case if something right. happens, you, you want to... get knocked over or bumped into. You're fine. You know, yeah. and that's that's a good security. It's also a lot of people who are not familiar with wearing helmets. It's kind of odd when you put one on the first time because you right. can't see the same way. So it helps so that you're that's just not another odd thing that's going on right and the again going back to taking small steps you don't want to just jump on that horse jerry and go out for a trail ride no nope. you know take it small start an arena then do maybe rides around the outside of that arena those type of things to build your confidence what you have to have is more and more events that end good and build on those they're basically you're building a solid foundation you're putting small stressors on yourself and succeeding and then go to the next level, but only when you're ready. Right. And if you are in a barn and you have other horses there and it's you want to go in riding in an arena, a horse show or trail riding or whatever, especially on a trail ride, when you're ready to try that, get somebody to go with you that has a calm horse that has been that on the trail trust. a lot that you trust and park your horse next to it or behind that horse and realize that your horse is going to key off of the horse that you're riding with horses are herd animals which means you know some of the worst accents i've ever seen is when you get some yahoo that comes from the back of the pack of the horses and just takes off running like a out of heck right you know and that it's 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 not right Right, okay. because that makes all the other horses think that there's, there's, that there's a predator on. that's going to eat them, and they need to get out of Dodge, and so they take off running. That's just rude. That's yeah, just rude. So don't don't ride with people don't be like rude. that. Don't let them be part of your group. Yeah, don't let those rude people win. No, and you know the other thing too, Jerry. When you're riding that horse and you start to feel nervous, take in a deep breath. Hold it for a count of four. Take that deep breath. It's called the the, the series of fours. Mm -hmm. You want to take a deep breath in, counting to yourself. One, One two, two, three, four. four. Hold, Hold it. Two, two three, four. three, exhale. Four, and exhale. One, two, three, four. And that will help you relax. It causes your body to relax. And you will find that the horse will start taking breaths with you. Did you know that what that is? It's a triangle method. It's actually, um, they use it in hypnotherapy. They also use it in meditation. In hippotherapy? Well, that would, no. I like hippos. I know you do, but this is hippos. They're very cute. I know. Hippos. They got little ears to wiggle. They do. And I hear they're very aggressive. Did you know there are more hippo deaths? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, I brought that one up on it. They may look cute, but those yeah. are not. More like, hippo deaths well, than anything like else. Well, it's like koalas. Oh, oh, yeah. Koalas look cute. Uh-uh. Those, those are the death bears. Oh, yeah. They will eat you <laughs> Don't up. Don't mess with a koala. Oh, yeah. Look yeah. cute. Mm -mm, but hippos cute. look cute. Yeah. Again, don't mess with the hippo. Don't mess with the hippo. They're very big animals. Yes. So the big takeaway from this, Jerry, is just take small steps. Breathe. Have confidence in your horse. Do things that you know the horse is going to do well to build your confidence. Take that trauma that occurred, and rather than thinking about it all the time, which will turn it to be a permanent type of trauma. a permanent trauma or post-traumatic stress disorder. Yep, we see it's that. It's thinking about that problem every day. Then you manifest it. Take that problem, file it away in your brain. Don't forget about it. Just file it in the back as useful information. Of what not to of do. Of what not to do. You know, and talk to somebody. Go to a trainer that trains on the trail. This is what I used to do. And ask them, if a horse starts to run away with me, what should I do? Get tools in your tool belt. And what I used to teach all of my trail students is the horse can pick the gate. You pick the duration. And I'm more comfortable out in the field than I am in an arena. Because to me, if a horse is moving around in an arena, we have tight turns, we have walls in our way, and all these things. If I'm in a big open area, I can work that horse to where I have control of it again. And that's just, if it's starting to run, start collecting up one rein slowly. We call it a one rein stop. And just start bringing that rein in and tucking it in and making a smaller 
and smaller circle and it may take a few seconds or a minute or two to get that circle down to a position that you want but if, especially if the horse has grabbed hold of that bit and you don't have any stopping can, power in it. Right. You can, you can Google online also one rain stop. I right. think it's a very it's a very good tool to have. And you can Google it online. They tell you specifically how to do it. You can see it in action. Right. Because and it works really well because eventually that circle gets so small that the horse is going in a very small circle very slowly and eventually it will just fall over you have much more well we don't want it to go that but we can we have more control over a horse when it's going in a circle than we do in a straightaway just the same thing as a racehorse can run fast if it's in a distance and it's straight and he doesn't have to make any turns but if you have to turn him and make him you know basically bend you have the control when that neck is straight out mm, not so much so we need to bend him and turn him and um take a look at the one rain stop online and once jerry once you have that tool in your toolbox i think you'll be a lot more confident and that's a good tool for all of our listeners to learn and watch with that Lori, we're going to take one last break and we're going to come back we're going to wrap up the show we've got some great events coming up and we've got some fantastic analytics to talk about so stay tuned we'll be right back since 1946 c jarvis insurance has proven to be a vanguard in fulfilling the modern horseman's insurance needs four generations strong offering coverage for equine mortality farm and ranch personal accident and more for 70 years the C. Jarvis Insurance Agency has been setting benchmarks for service provided with honor and professionalism. Contact Terry Ann Boggs at 952-210-1535 or TAB at JarvisInsurance.com. Minnesota Gun Class has trained thousands of students to be safe, competent, permit-to-carry holders. In our classes, you will gain the knowledge and skill to keep you and your family physically and legally safe. You will learn how to develop a personal protection plan, handgun basics, how to select a handgun that's right for you, shooting fundamentals, the legal use of force, what to do legally after a violent encounter, and Minnesota carry law. For more information and to register, visit us at minnesota.gunclass.com. That's minnesota.gunclass.com. Welcome back to Hoofbeats with Lori. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you've come to know this is the place to be. You know, Lori, I'm starting to believe that a you little should. at a time. Little that it is the place to believe. Consistent training is the key. Yes. And, you know, I want to go over real quick in this last segment. And um, I printed out our analytics. I can hear it because I can hear a paper turning. That's okay. I need to look at the papers because I'm excited about this. Okay. I mean, I'm looking and following how, you know, which, which areas people are listening to us. And right now, our largest set of listeners is tied between Minnesota and North Dakota. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, so we got to see who's going to win next week. Let's go. So if you're in Minnesota or North Dakota and you want to be the number one place, make sure you're downloading this, passing it on to your friends, and having them subscribe. Subscribe and download. Subscribe and, remember, and download. You can. It doesn't matter what platform you're at. No. Which, you know, tell them what, the different platforms. I mean, on. we are now available on iTunes, the our Apple Podcast now, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, along with over a hundred different. Uh, platforms. So you just go to your platform. Right. You say or subscribe you can, for free. And subscribe for free, and you will get notified every time a new show comes out. And that's awesome. And the other thing that you can do is you can also go and listen to it. If you don't want to go on to a podcast program, you can click the link that you're going to put up on Facebook and go directly to the webpage and listen to it that way. That's another way to do it. And uh, But do subscribe. That way you don't miss a single show. And if you go to Facebook, you can always type in Hoofbeats with Lori. Correct. And that'll find. And that'll find it. Mm-hmm. But we've been picking up listeners all across the country. And the we've, world, I understand. Yes. We've picked up new listeners in Utah this week. Mm-hmm. We've picked up new listeners in Oklahoma, Texas, California, mm-hmm. Virginia. And what's really amazing is when you look at the international analytics. You just love analytics. Don't you? I love it. I mean, you know, I love because it's the, the little, the little states and the different stuff like that. They light up when you click on them. He is shuffling all these pages. It makes me feel wanted. Oh, my goodness. And I love it because, you know, the international stuff. Now, naturally, our the country of origin of our most listeners is the United States, with Canada following a close second. But we have numerous, numerous listeners in the country of Ireland. Ireland. We've picked up because listeners the horses over there. in Ireland. 
I, I, I could just picture the horses I should do a running side through saddle. the green fields. Well, yeah, and I should do a big side saddle thing because they, you know, actually they have a very large side saddle group. In yes, Ireland. I noticed when when you talk about side saddle, that numbers pick up. The word is side saddle, Ireland. Yeah, so we've got listeners in Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand. Germany, and we've picked up Russia, nice. and we've now picked up new listeners in Romania, 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 Singapore, Singapore, and Brazil. Brazil. Fala Portugues. Yes. I mean, we're picking them up everywhere, which I think is just fantastic. That's great. You know, and make sure that you're subscribing. Again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TunedIn, Google Podcasts, along with approximately 100 other platforms. And if you have questions, you can e- email them to Lori where? Lori at HoofBeatsWithLori.com. And you don't even need to email them in English, and we'll figure them out. It could be quite a puzzle. Well, you know, That could be a new stump, Lori. Yeah. Can you speak Romanian? Well, you know. Is it Romanian? What do they speak in Romania? It would be Ro- Romanian, right? Yeah. Well, you know. That's I, where your gypsy family is I, from. Know, that must be who's listening It now. probably is my gypsy family because it's from, you know, Bohemia area. Yes. There, Czechoslovakia. That's yes. where my blood comes from. Yes. We'll have to get some Czechoslovakians listening. Yes, we do need Because they have horses to pull their gypsy wagons. Well, true. And it's by Prague. Yes. See, see, yes. do you see the, where this is going? This yes. is where my family's from. Yes, I know. It's a great thing there. They so have we, horses. We need to do that. And now we also have a lot of new summer programs or additional summer programs that are starting this year mm-hmm. um, here at Rich Leano Farms. We Naturally, we have our working student program. Which I'm very excited about. It's growing by leaps and bounds. And it has grown dramatically. We have several working students that have been here for quite some time now. And what we're doing this summer is we're doing mentoring. We're having new students because we can handle more now. Because before it was you and me that were training and teaching. And we could only handle so many young people at a time. But now we have experienced working students. We have Jessica Miller. We have Amber Hasbargan. We have Emily uh, who's out there. We have uh, Danielle and all these new working students that have been here for a while that are going to be taking men taking mentees mm-hmm. underneath their belt and teaching them. That's great. So what's happening, parents and young people, if you're interested in getting into the working student program, you could email Lori where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. And let them know that you want to get involved out here. And what happens normally is the parents will drop them off usually in the morning and you'll help with chores and get to ride and do all the other stuff like that. Make sure you bring a lunch Mm -hmm. if you're going to be here all day because we have some food floating around now and then, but we don't want you to go hungry. Mm -hmm. Bring a lunch. If you have allergies, make sure you bring your allergy pills with you. Take your allergy pill before you show up. before you show up. (laughs) And then the parents usually pick them up in the afternoon. We call it working students. Some parents refer to it as equine daycare. It's awesome. And uh, there's no cost to come out here but you do work and you will work hard if you're planning on coming out here and all you want to do is pet ponies and stare at them Mm. this is not the place and the best part is we're not the ones going to say anything about it your mentor is going to put you to work oh yeah and they're gonna those those kids are going to be like you you better buck up if you work hard and you, get you put your horses. time in, you get to ride horses too. There's trail rides, we have barbecues, there's all types of fun stuff to do here during the summer. It's a it's a real working facility because I will be training and I, I train horses too. So this is an actual working facility. It's not just like, oh, let's just, you know, pet the pony, groom them occasionally. I'm out there working horses. So I'm training horses for clients. And I do have, sometimes I'll throw a horse off there. Okay, cool this one down. And they're like, wow, I get to ride this really great horse. And I'm like, yep, you can cool I've it noticed down. the working students have figured out that if they're in the arena mm-hmm. when you're done working a horse higher dibs that uh, whoever's closest is who you're going to put up to cool that horse off and it may be a horse that they normally don't get to ride because it's not part of our lesson program right and they get they get the experience and these are some pretty cool horses there's some really nice horses that are being trained a lot of fun horses to work with and uh they're it's just it's a good thing we're also expanding our intern program for our equine assisted therapy it's where people you have to be at least 18 years of age um, have a desire to work w- in the mental health field because that's what this is and what you're training to be as an equine specialist. You'll work with another equine specialist who is already trained and experienced that will teach you what your role is in a setting of counseling with one of our licensed counselors. Basically, you're an advocate for the horse. You're also providing security and safety. 
Right. That is your job is to keep that client safe so that our counselors can concentrate on their job, which is helping these young people and adults heal. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in doing that, you can contact Lori where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. Or you can write me at Victor at hoofbeats. Um, what do you have now? Oh, you can write Victor at richlianofarms.com. Yes. Or Victor at hoofbeatsforhealing.org. Yes, because that's your hoofbeats for healing. Is Correct. Really and we kind of run through that. So that would be a good place to send Reach me an email. Yeah. I have so many emails now. It's I, know, hard. I saw I you. Try. I had to pause for a second. I had that brain fade sitting in there. Yeah, not enough coffee. I know. I got to get more coffee. But if you're interested in any of those programs please feel free to contact. You can also call us at the farm. Uh, we'll probably return your phone call because you were usually on back Busy. the horse. Uh, but 218-557-8762. Again, that's 218-557-8762. And that's Rich Leano Farms. Feel free to leave a message. Now, we also look for volunteers. Um, some people don't want to be in a set program where they're scheduled to come out here. They just want to volunteer time now and then. And if it's on a weekend or during the week and you have some free time and you want to come out and brush horses, help with some of the, the chores around the farm. I know we have a lot of trees that are felled right now that need to be cleared and hauled out of here. As a matter of fact, I talked with one gentleman at one of my last uh, firearms courses that has a wood-burning system for winter at home. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the trees that are out here. And like I've told other people, if you have a wood-burning system at home and you need wood, we have a lot of trees that need to be cut and hauled out. Yeah. So if you want to cut and haul them out and start stocking up wood for the winter, it's what you're welcome to have it. Just nice. put in the labor and get the trees. Just please don't cut any of the trees that are still standing. Yeah. Take the ones that are already <laughs> fallen down. We have a very large windbreak. And every year when the winds come through here, we lose... A number of trees yeah, and, you need to keep and them. we need to get those cut up and hauled away so if you're interested in volunteering time please come out and do that and you can contact Lori where Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com or call us at Rich Leano Farms 218-557-8762 now so we mentioned hoofbeats for healing it's been a very tough year for us with Hoofbeats for Healing because due to COVID and the restrictions, and we're hoping some of those are going to loosen. Starting to loosen up. Uh, we haven't been able to do any in-person fundraisers. And unfortunately, and uh, it's rough for all the other nonprofits that are out there, All everybody's doing their fundraisers online. And there becomes so many of them that people don't know where to turn, so they're not doing anything. Right. We are looking for cash donations. We need some extra funds this year. We have numerous people. What Hoofbeats for Healing does is if a client cannot afford the equine portion of their equine assisted therapy, they can apply for a grant from Hoofbeats and Hoofbeats will pay that fee for them. And that fee comes from donations from our people. Now you can go to PayPal and donate that Hoofbeats there. You can email Lori and say that you want to donate. Um, you can contact me, call, whatever it is you need if to you do. If you go to hoofbeatsforhealing.org, hoofbeatsforhealing.org, that's the nonprofit website, and everything is there for directions for donations. Right. And also you can sponsor a horse. Right. You can sponsor different things on the horse. You can pay for a horse to get its feet trimmed. You can pay feed for a month. Treats. You can buy it a bag of carrots. Yeah. Any amount of money that you want to donate, there is no donation that is too small. We will accept any donations. We want to keep our program moving we want to make it available to more people and we do need those donations and it to gives keep that these going. horses jobs right and you can go to www.hoofbeatsforhealing.org and click on the donation link and there are several different ways to donate at that site so please do that and please be generous and Lori, we have some events coming up. There's Yay. a, there's a, we're starting to see some of those, some barrel so runs, yes. some training events, and now you're scheduled to go to one in June with some of your students, correct? Actually, yeah, I'm going to be taking some of our students to. There's actually a hunter jumper. Um, there's a jumper clinic that's going to be up in Portland, North Dakota. It's at. Oh, the, I'm glad you're not going to Oregon. Nope, that's Portland, North Dakota. It's at the Mayport Arena. It's being put on by Courtney Graff. Courtney Graff is a trainer who's up there and she was originally from Denver, Colorado and she's been riding all of her life on the hunter 
Laser Jumper circuit. She's also, which is really neat, she's also involved in equine assisted therapy. She kind of morphed into that with her horses and her students. She actually has a BS in psychology, MA in human services, and an MED in special education. So it's kind of neat that, you know, she kind of does what we do. Right. And she's been doing that. And then also she worked for, this is like literally like simultaneous with what we do. Um, she uh, was, she's been a therapeutic, she's a registered therapeutic riding instructor and equine specialist in, me in mental health and learning and part of the NDSU Equine Advisory Committee. She's also a 4-H Open show judge in North Dakota. And also, uh, she was an equine program coordinator at the Dakota Boys and Girls Ranch. Gee, so, that I sounds mean, a lot like what we're doing down here. T totally. It's a great fit for you. And, yeah, so it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. We're taking some students up to there. Uh, she has reduced fees in the clinic. She, I think she's only down to, like, she's got only, like, four spots maybe left. And probably by the time this airs, she may be down to nothing. I don't know. It's worth a shot. You could take a look on a Facebook and go to the Mayport Arena um, online. But her name is Courtney Graff, and she is a jumper trainer, hunter jumper trainer. And we're looking now this is two to, days, right? It's a two day clinic, so it's going to be super fun. Um, it's going, and she's tailoring it to the people that are coming. Right. So even if you've, I mean, I'm taking. You are you taking Danielle? Yeah. You're actually going to get Danielle to jump. I. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. We've got th we have three different students that are going um, and she will do all levels. Like I've got one student. She's a pretty advanced younger rider. The horse is new underneath and new has to not jumping. new to jumping it hasn't done any of that has done some flat work and so that one's going but they're going to tailor the groundwork they're doing groundwork on thursday and jumping on friday i mean jumping is can be just a simple little cross rail or it could be you know the the straight rails Two, and officers feet. you know as we're doing um but she's going to tailor the clinic to the riders so that's, that's nice so she's got different groups and she's very accomplished and she herself like i said has com competed all across the united states on this so it's kind of nice and um i know she's going to be she's with sacred stables so you can look up sacred stables on facebook s-a-c-r-e-d stables and she's right now in mercer north dakota but they're going to be relocating to deer river minnesota in may so they do and when they go down there they're going to be offering lessons training overnight boarding that's fantastic. It sounds like a great time. What I'm excited about is when you told uh, Danielle Miller is one of our young riders and she has always been a little nervous about jumping. Mm -hmm. And when you told her that we were going and you were taking her to this jumping clinic, she said, no, I'm not going. <laughs> you said you have no choice. Correct. Which when Lori says those things to our students, they know they have no choice. Right. It's kind of like me when I don't want to do the dishes and mm -hmm. she says, you have no choice. I'm the one doing the dishes. Right. And then we, uh, you were talking to Danielle the other night and she was telling you that, well, if I'm going to do this jumper thing, I'm going to go out and get matching saddle pads. And what was the thing she's putting on the horse's ears? <laughs> it's a bonnet. A it's bonnet. A, it's a fly she's bonnet. She's going to make Medici wear a bonnet. I know. Do you know how funny that's going to look? I know, it's okay. With his bonnet on. Oh, it's okay. So I just think it's interesting that she wants matching polo wraps and Whatever saddle blanket and matching bonnet and matching clothes. Whatever it takes. I don't care if you matchy-matchy as long as you pre present a professional appearance. Right, and I th but I just think it's great. And that goes back to our listener question. Mm -hmm. This is one of Danielle's fears. Yeah. And she's taking it little pieces at a time. The first step is picking her outfit. She yeah. hasn't even got to the horse yet. That's true. But that helps that fear go away because now she knows she can jump because she has the correct jumping outfit. And she learned about the outfits by watching videos. Oh, yeah. She's all yeah. she's watching these things all over. And you're like, well, do my hunt boots, do I need to get a different pair of hunt boots and what type of breeches? And I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah, and I mean, it's really great. It's really great. So Oh, and that's actually how we're preparing here at Richland Hall Farms for this clinic. And if you're going to be doing it, we're same thing as girls are wearing their long boots. They're going right. to have to be wearing their long boots and they're wearing their breeches. Because a lot of times out here, you know... It's jeans, cowboy je boots, even in a hunt saddle. Even in a hunt saddle, they're like this. But you know what? We're going to do it correctly and they need to get comfortable. And right. they also, it's a great, great, great time of year to do it because it's before the season. Our, our, our show season has been so morphed because of COVID. Because of COVID. So we've lost some shows. Also, you know, I, I've been down. Right. I mean, I couldn't... I, I missed some horse but shows you're getting this there. year. I'm you're getting, getting there. I'm getting there. A little bit of time. Yeah, but that'll actually be one of the first ones that I'm going to after my surgery. Um, so I'm kind of excited. Good. Good. Well, that's fantastic. Well, you know, Lori, with that, I'm going to head out to the trailer and make sure that it's ready after the winter so you can so. head to this school. So I'm out of here. 
Happy Trails. <laughs>